Welcome to Throwback. Throwback to school. This is the funkiest baseline we've ever opened an episode with. Uh, welcome to Throwback to School, the podcast where we talk about stuff we liked in high school and whether it's good anymore or not. I am Andrew, and with me is Liza Jolly. Bim, bim. Hey, Liza. <laughs> ah. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Liza, we got a guest we in do. the studio. We do. Where are they? I don't know. Where are they? Oh, they're right. She's right next to you. Wave, Liza. wave. Whoever wave you to are, the <laughs> Liza, you brought this person with you. Oh, right, right. Yeah, in my car. In your car. <laughs> um, I known. Nicolette. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. I'm ready to. I'm ready to talk about Seinfeld. That's yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, we are, if you oh, couldn't sorry. tell, yeah, no. if you could, to say that? yeah, there's a big it's surprise. A, it's not in the title of this episode. It's not in the title of the episode. People do not recognize the theme song whatsoever. It is not like in any way an iconic theme song. Super recognizable. Sign um, who now? Sign fold? Yes. Sign fold. Yeah. You're talking about the coffee and comedians and cars getting coffee guy, right? Yeah. That old man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That old man. Damn. Burn. That old man that just like wanders around New York, picks up people, looking to talk to cars. people. Mm. What a weird guy! Yeah, we're not talking about Jay Leno. We're talking about Jerry Seinfeld, <gasps> the other car guy. You know that one comedian that's not that... worldwide known. No, so we're talking about Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Two episodes in particular. Yes, uh, we are off our tracks. We're here. off our tracks. We're we not usually doing first and last. We usually do first and last. Uh, we watched an episode from season three and an episode from season six, or was it season four? Six. Was it? Season six. Three and six. Three and six. Yes, Nicolette picked those episodes for us. The she, Good the good Samaritan. Cherry picked them. Season three, episode 19, The Good Samaritan, and season six, episode two, The Big Salad. Nicolette, you want to give us synopsis of the first one we watched? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do it in, like, true Seinfeld fashion. So the first one is where uh, Jerry dates a woman who does a hit and run on a car Mm -hmm. that's it that's what it's about (laughs) (laughs) and the season six episode is where elaine orders a big salad and And that's that's it it. yeah (laughs) yeah these are also i would like to say both really george heavy episodes too like yeah i'd say like george i mean he is one of the four main characters so Mm -hmm. that's not like uncommon but like elaine seems like really tangential to like I probably, you know, it is also like a show made by men and mm-hmm. predominantly male culture. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like she does obviously get her own episodes of the show and features more prominently in most of them. Mm-hmm. But like in these two felt particularly George heavy. Cause like George is really the, almost the central character of the big salad. Cause he's the one who mm-hmm. is like the instigator of <laughs> yeah, why right. there's a problem with the salad. That's correct. Which also that. is a very George thing. To yeah. Just, like take a mundane thing and make it a huge problem. And then the good Samaritan, he's also the one who is like kind of egging Jerry on. And like, so it was, it was very fun. To, like I like George. I, you know, Jason Alexander, I think is a very funny actor, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, that these were like two very George heavy plots. Yeah. And I think, uh, I, I didn't, so I didn't want to do the first and last just cause I felt like they weren't exemplary and, I don't know. I wanted some that were, but I also didn't want to pick like the really, really famous episodes that like everyone, even if you're not a big Seinfeld fan, knows about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I was just kind of flipping through, and yeah, I I think George is. I mean, George and Elaine are 
my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, George is the most ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't on purpose, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised that I picked some George-heavy episodes. Yeah, I, I he, think... I think they're really like like you said. I think that those two episodes are almost show you if if you happen to not know what Seinfeld is about, uh-huh. like also where have you been this whole time? But like just watching those, you kind of get a sense of what each episode is like because mm-hmm. the first one it involves a lot of Jerry's love life, which is half of the episodes are about like some person he's dating, he's dating, and like some weird issue that he has with like them. How, how, yeah, how shallow he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, and, and it's like, how shallow they all yeah, are. Yeah. And he like lies to people quite a bit in the show that he dates, like Jerry does. Yeah. And then in the second one, it's how George can be so petty. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of that too in the show. So I feel like it was like perfect example episodes. Yeah. I also forgot to mention that there's an entire subplot in the first episode that we watched where George commits adultery with <laughs> Elaine's <laughs> friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. All that stemmed from the fact that he said, God bless you to when her somebody when sneezed. She sneezed before her husband got to do it. Right. <laughs> and then her husband being like an abusive asshole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fun uh, times. Yeah. So did you watch Seinfeld growing up? Because mm-hmm. it, we're roughly the same age. I, I did. So I remember. So to be fair, I wasn't in high school when I watched it. Mm-hmm. It was like late elementary, middle school. Um, but then I rewatched episodes like in high school and college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was a little younger than high school. But yeah, I watched it as a kid. Which I think is kind of weird because it's not mm-hmm. really like a kid show. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> but I remember watching it and like liking it. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of interesting, especially I think looking back, what's so interesting about it is how different it was from the other type of sitcoms that I was watching. At yeah. That time. Mm-hmm. I think like I would flip from like The Simpsons to yeah. Seinfeld. Totally. And it was like, I, it was one of those shows, I don't think I thought it was funny as a kid, but like I did watch episodes and I think it was one of those things that like it made me feel older. Because it was like, the the jokes are very much not catered to kids. Mm-hmm. Like it is not a show for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I was like, oh, I'm watching Seinfeld. Like my, you know, like my parents were not Seinfeld fans, but it kind of felt like the sort of thing that my parents' generation would think is funny. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like I'm more mature because I'm watching this show for grownups, right. which doesn't have like cuss words. You no, know, like there's that, like, like clean comedy. It, stuff. It's a, I mean, it can be a innuendo. Yeah, it can yeah, be a little. Yeah, it sure. can be a little lewd, mm-hmm. but overall, like it's not like Kramer walks into the room and screams penis or something. You know, like <laughs> it's it's all like you said innuendos or kind of roundabout jokes about sex. Mm-hmm. So it's not like even if a parent's watching, like they may not even catch it unless they're like really paying attention. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, it just goes right <laughs> over your head. So just like you're not even sure you're getting away with something. You just think you're watching a smarter show than like the Simpsons or, you know, family guy or something that you would normally be watching as a kid. Yeah. I think, I think too, like, yeah. So when I was a kid, I remember like watching it with my parents mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, you like, you, we would laugh, but maybe about completely different things. Right. Cause yeah. you have, you, you have Kramer and he's just like, you go looking back at it it's a lot of just slapstick yeah he's like, goofy yeah and so he and he'll he's he and i think those two episodes when i was like watching them rewatching them i was like oh yeah there's like some good quintessential kramer slapstick in there and so you know as a kid i think you could pick up on that and i think like um and i think i knew they were like not great people but i don't think i knew like yeah. how bad they were <laughs> until i like got older yeah and then it wasn't until i was like you know high school or college that I was like realized 
like what like the the feminist icon that Elaine truly is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely it's definitely a show that grow like you grow with it or it changes what you were into. But. Yeah, I don't think I fully was aware of how horrible they were until It's Always Sunny came out. Okay. For some reason it like activated like a thing of like wait a minute, like this does feel a little Seinfeldish. Are they all bad too? And then like you watch an episode, and, yeah, and like Jerry is just like the most self-centered you know, they're all self-centered and like right. just ego monsters, <laughs> but like they're all awful to each other. And like, you know, especially to other people. And like when they can kind of rally together to be awful to somebody else, yeah. they are just the worst. But I was just like, Oh man, like they're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's also no, um, which I read in the trivia that was like really like a, a goal of Larry David to yeah. continue these characters. They will never learn. They don't learn from their they mistakes. They don't learn from their yeah. mistakes. It's just the same, which is also typical of sitcom in general, like in terms of like, it's kind of stuck in time a little bit. I sometimes. thought you were saying that's typical of white characters in general, but yeah, yes. that too. White people, white people, <laughs> yeah. white people in general. And then white people on sitcoms and yeah. then white people on sitcoms written by Larry David yeah. is like the layers of how much people don't learn right. in the show and, and having them like, yeah, it's like the same, somewhat of the same recipe every episode, but it, somehow they managed to make it really funny every time. Like, yeah. I've seen these episodes multiple times already, and it, and it makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, just to, just to, like, date it, like, watch, like, one season of Curb, and, like, the fact mm-hmm. that Larry David is in constant agony of, yeah. like what sort of situation he gets into and never seems to learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. Like seven seasons later, he's still making the same stupid mistakes. So right. like, that's just his like MO. Yeah. Or his, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. just like how he, his writing is just like, obviously like well, that. And it's like the neuroses, like the level yeah. of neuroses that I feel like it's like ties in with the, like not learning your lesson and this like embedded, like just doing these, stupid wrong things over mm-hmm. and over because you're just neurotic yeah <laughs> yeah and the end of the, the spiraling also like covering a lie with another lie and sort of mm-hmm. like the, there's some episodes that are like that where you, you're just like if i any point in this episode they just stop and think for just two seconds then they don't have to go down that snowball effect right. of impacting multiple people mm-hmm. but they never do that so then it just like makes for a perfect tv where it just like keeps going to like the ridiculous end of the episode right. so like yeah in season three episode 19 the good samaritan mm-hmm. jerry witnesses he's on a car phone which is like <laughs> proto you know, like also the beginning of the episodes which is something that maybe oh yeah. only seinfeld did or i don't know of any show that did that yeah, was like where a- he's on stage and yeah. does comedy and then it goes to the episode yeah, i didn't, they did that for most of the seasons i don't think i really noticed when I was younger that like a lot of what he's doing in the standup is like pertains to the episode. Yeah. I didn't know that as, as a kid. Either. Yeah. Cause he's talking you know, he's doing his, he's doing his standup. He's talking <laughs> about like car phones and cell phones and you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to talk to people that much, you know, like, and so like, but the episode focuses around, he's on a car phone. Right. He's talking to Elaine and he witnesses a hit and run. <laughs> And then he's like, I'm going to, you know. And Elaine is the one that tells like, him to follow the car. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking, he's talking, uh, he's talking on the car phone to Elaine. Yeah. Who's at home and her PJs on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, you should follow that person. And so he does. Ends up being this beautiful woman. She gets out of the car and he's about to confront her. But then he's like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up going on a date with her. Mm-hmm. 
but you know he tells george the whole thing and then he has to lie to elaine because she's like what did you what happened jerry and then he has to like escalate the the thing you know he's and of course george is like tell her about the push jerry yeah, that and, made me laugh so much yeah that george is knows what actually happened and just wants to watch jerry flail yeah like just make up this whole thing to yeah. Elaine, like just for pure enjoyment. Meanwhile, Kramer bursts in and has a bandaid on his forehead because he had passed oh out. Gosh, um, because he, he is like the voice of Mary Hart makes him like go into seizures or something. Mm-hmm. So he's watching entertainment tonight. He passes out. Then like he comes over later and Mary Hart's on the TV again. He starts to freak out. Mm-hmm. So Elaine, as any smart, sane person would do, deduces that it must be mary hart's voice that is causing him to have seizures and not just that it's a she's coincidence a yeah she's a, she is a true detective that should be season four of true detective is is Ju- just elaine I, I mean if it's julia louis dreyfus oh i watch that yeah, it's gonna be great 100 <laughs> percent. um and so jerry is trying to still date this woman that did the hit and run meanwhile he thinks it's despicable that she has done it right and so, so he's, he's he ends up like his guilt eats into the, or not guilt, guilt. but I like guilt is too far. He's trying to guilt her. He's, he's trying, trying to get her, her to, to admit what he did. Which but she he's did. Yeah. being so ham-fisted about it. <laughs> but not enough to just ask her. Right. Like he's talking like about like weird hints about it. He's oh he's like overtly like saying like hey so how'd you like the movie and she's like oh great you know Kirk Douglas so good yeah the thing about that Kirk Douglas is he definitely would admit to a hit and run you know that sort of <laughs> thing. And so eventually, yeah, she admits to it, but then he like finds out that the car that got hit is this other very attractive woman that he's had a crush on for like a year. The blonde with the, the blonde sweatpants. Yes. sweatpants. She has no name. No. Well, she does by the end, but I also Later, looked it up. Did they name her? They she name her, name but okay. she's uncredited in the episode. Oh. <laughs> uh, Typical. Yeah. I recognized her. She plays Supergirl's mom on Supergirl. Oh. Um, but the yeah so he like is trying to get her to admit faults in this and like go apologize but she's like like elaine walks in the middle of her like threatening jerry of like if you tell anybody she turns into a gangster yeah i thought i thought what they were going to do i thought that scene was playing out that like you were supposed to believe that she was doing that Mm -hmm. but then it was like okay it was really fun reenacting that scene from the movie we just saw or something you know but then she's like don't you tell anybody about the car and then leaves, and I was just like, wow, she became, like, fucking Gollum with the ring or something. <laughs> yeah. Never tell. You know, and, like, so he goes to the blonde girl's apartment and is like, oh, I saw what happened, trying to track her down, blah, blah, blah. And then he's, like, starts, like, paying for the thing. He was like, you know, just tell, you know, let me tell the person how much it cost and I'll get relay well, this. I'll just pay reason, for it. Or the reason he's doing it is because now he wants to date her. Right. right? Mm-hmm. That's yes. the whole thing is now his like, he's shifted Interest, to yeah. his, right. this is this better option. Right. But yeah. you know, like any normal person would do, she's just like, you're just being a coward and not wanting to admit fault. So fuck you. And <laughs> takes the money and just like shoes him away. Meanwhile, Kramer has asked her out and she says yes. And so Kramer, I feel like that's also, or at least like what I remember, there's not a lot of episodes where Kramer is, like the main plot is happening to Kramer. Mm-hmm. He's always having some D plot yeah. that's like weird. Like even the, in the yeah. second episode, the whole thing with the car chase and yeah. whatnot. But the this one, he just pops in and out, has been having seizures. And then at the end, he like 
goes on a date with the or almost goes on a date with the blonde girl. But she's watching entertainment tonight and he has a seizure. Right. So it's yeah. like a run on joke. That's, yeah. And that's yeah. that's like what Seinfeld did. Like yeah. that was the whole thing, right? That they would and they'd carry it not even through episodes but through seasons. Right. You have mm-hmm. these things that would come back yeah. seasons later. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean he definitely he there's only a few episodes, right, where he's like the main episode the main character where yeah. they think he's a serial killer. He gets mm-hmm. oh, that's a pretty right. good one, but yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Elaine's going to this dinner that she does not want to go to alone because it's with a married couple and she doesn't want to hear married couple stories. So because she brings they talk about their married friends. Yeah. So she brings <laughs> she brings George to be the buffer. Which I was surprised. I guess because I always think of George and Elaine never getting along. Yeah. Along, but I forget that there's a fair amount of episodes where they do stuff just the two of them. Yeah. There is an episode though where it, like it's awkward. Like they hang out the first time they hang out without. Seinfeld well, they'll and they realize yeah. they don't have anything to talk about so maybe that's where you're getting that sure. yeah, yeah. Um, so they go on this dinner and the wife sneezes and George is the only person to say God bless you which she is like take it her breath is taken away <laughs> by that's how low the bar is that's how low the bar is and her husband looks infuriated loses his shit loses his shit screams <laughs> well, because just... because also you you have to remember george doesn't just say god bless you uh-huh. he says i mean i wasn't gonna say anything oh, but yeah. this guy clearly wasn't gonna right. say anything so i mean he puts his foot in his mouth yes yeah. classic george <laughs> so the husband is furious with george mm-hmm. george then the next day is talking to jerry about like and jerry's you know trying to play devil's advocate and say like well maybe she's a triple sneezer he knows to wait for the <laughs> three whole... you know that whole back and forth is also very. That's real. It's just like creating this like argumentative between yeah. two characters about nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. It's like I, I'm sh- I know there's like a famous scene of like a double dip that they have like a mm-hmm. you don't dip the chip you don't double dip the chip you right. know like thing and that was very much like one of those where it's just like mm-hmm. wait, like wait, Pat, wait 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 can wait you wait fair square like yeah all of those interactions. Right. Um. So eventually. Uh, Elaine says that the wife had called asking about George. He ends up meeting up with her. They sleep together. And then the, the husband finds Married out... Married women don't hang out or, or don't get together. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they have affairs. They have they affairs. Have so he sleeps with her. The husband finds out because he calls Elaine looking for his wife because she had told the husband that she's going to go hang out with Elaine. Mm-hmm. That's when he figures out that his wife is having an affair. And then um, he, I don't think this really gets resolved, but he's basically like, I'm going to kill George. And I don't <laughs> really. So his no, the end of the ass. episode is that George goes with uh, Seinfeld on tour. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. right. That's a weird, yeah. He's, he's like, are you just... sure I'm going to be out of town for a while? He's like, there's a crazy guy looking for me. So. Yeah, um, but there's no resolution. I mean, when is there ever a resolution? Right, right. Um, and then episode, or season six, episode two, The Big Salad. Uh Jerry and, and Elaine are walking down the street and they see George and his girlfriend. Who's uh, so out of his league. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She was uh, Ensign Rowe on yeah, Star Trek The Next she Generation. She was like in every TV show. Yes. I looked up her IMDb yep. and it just goes on and on yeah. and on. She's currently on uh, New Amsterdam. The, okay. She yeah. was the main character on Bell- Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, Battlestar Galactica, yeah. She was the mom in uh, The Killing. Yes. Yeah. So they're on a date. Some you're right. Somehow they're those two are on a date <laughs> together. Um, and but they also 
throughout the episode, you find out they don't have anything no. in common, no. too. Like, there's no. nothing That's to what build I mean. up on. Yeah. It's not just that she's beautiful. Yeah. Like, she's, like, sophisticated and talking about art. And he's like, how about, I don't know. Sports or right. whatever. can talk about sports. So they ask, ever. yeah, they ask George and Elaine if they want to go on to lunch with them. They both turn him down. Mm-hmm. And... Jerry's excuses, I just had a big bowl of kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he eats cereal. Yeah. <laughs> it's main food. And Elaine is just like, no, I don't feel like it, but will you bring me back a, a salad? Which is <laughs> such a weird, weird thing. It's also so rude. I don't want to eat with you, but will you bring yeah. me some food? Yeah. I also forgot that the B plot of this episode is that Elaine orders a pencil from this weird guy yeah. at the oh, stationery yeah. store. So she, that's, I feel like that was somewhat Elaine focused. Yeah. 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 And so she gives her number, or she gives Jerry's number to, to this guy who's clearly like creep, creep, creep. So, which happens a lot, I will say throughout, yeah. is that you see a lot of creepy men hitting on Elaine. Yeah, and her trying to figure out how she's going like, to get herself. Dodge it. Yeah. yeah. So they go to the restaurant. They have a conversation, as you alluded to. She's into art and sophisticated stuff, and he just cannot seem to care. Or doesn't even try to partake yeah. or, or ne- like say, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I mean, nothing. Bullshit. He just he like bullshits his changes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, how about this? this yeah. <laughs> so they get, they get their lunch and then they bring back this, they bring the salad to Jerry's apartment. The big The salad. big salad. Not just a regular salad. <laughs> the big, big salad. salad. And the girlfriend hands it to Elaine and she says, thank you to the girlfriend. And that's <laughs> that. Or so you would think it's George. So he's, but there's a 20, 20 more minutes of this episode. There's 20 more episodes of the episode. George is upset because he bought the salad. Therefore, he should be thanked for the salad. Yes. So he tells Elaine this as they're in a cab together. Yeah. Perfect place to bring this up. <laughs> and then so he, you know, expunges, oh, I should have been thanked. I bought the salad, yada, yada, yada. And then she ends up talking to George later, her girlfriend, his girlfriend, is talking to her, to George, and she brings up that she saw Elaine, and Elaine brought up the salad thing. Right. And why would she thank you when I handed her the salad? Mm-hmm. They get into this big thing. George is just, he just wants to be thanked for the for the salad. <laughs> it's just, it's so important to him he that he gets... credit. He, he wants, wants the credit. He wants the credit for the salad. He paid for that salad. Yeah. And, and Elaine is like, do you just want your money back? That's not yeah, the personal... It's not even It's a big that. salad. Somehow. If it was a if it was a regular salad, but it's a big salad. <laughs> and in both episodes, there's you know the the line the George being like the most cheap person ever yeah. comes through. That's because yeah. because you yeah because when Elaine invites him to the dinner with the couple, he, at first he's like, "What? Go to dinner with you with these people I don't know?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll pay for you." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm there." Yeah, <laughs> like that continues to come up every yeah. episode that like one of George's characters yeah. that he's cheap. And speaking of Jerry being vain, he is dating this woman, beautiful woman, mm-hmm. but she used to date Newman. Like model, like yeah. cover girl. Right. <laughs> she had dated Newman previously, Wayne Knight, very funny, awesome actor. I love who, him so much. Who is like Jerry's arch nemesis in the yeah. show. Like slash, for some reason they hate each other. Slash postal worker. Like yes. I think he's his mailman, but yeah, he hates him. Those are his main traits is... You supposed to, or Jerry hates him and he's a mailman. Yeah, that's it. So, if he, Newman comes over for some reason, he's looking for Kramer, and he sees Jerry's girlfriend, Margaret. Margaret realizes they had dated. <laughs> Jerry can't get over it, right? Because he hates Newman so much. And that Newman is supposed to be the like ugly fat guy yes. or whatever. Yeah. Now yeah. he's he can't get over the fact that. It's not that she broke up with Newman. It's that Newman broke up with her. What must be wrong with her 
that Newman didn't she want. She dated her. him and got dumped. Yes. <laughs> so he's he can't let it go, mm-hmm. and of course it just end, it ends his relationship with her because what is wrong with this person that Newman couldn't couldn't date them? He ends up like going to visit Newman, which he hates doing. Yeah. Asks her, or asks him what like what happened and Newman's response was she wasn't my type <laughs> I like a really pretty face yeah <laughs> he's so which fun. drives Jerry crazy Wayne Knight mm-hmm. is so funny he's very as funny. Newman as just this like creep little jerk <laughs> and he's like every line he has is so stinging and nasty to mm-hmm. Jerry and he's such a good adversary to Jerry yeah I, it's like you know, I, obviously, like, he's one of my, like, I love him in, like, Third Rock from the Sun, mm-hmm. in Space Jam, he's really funny, you know, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. So, like, he's he's always a great character actor, but, like, I think probably Newman is his most iconic role, mm-hmm. and it's just because of how biting and, like, nasty he yeah. is to Jerry. He's, like, Machiavellic a little bit. Yeah. And there's some episodes where he's, he's just, like... I mean, he's a, he's a true, like, cartoon character. Like, sometimes they just have him, like, snickering in the yeah. corner. Like, <laughs> yeah, so weird. <laughs> like, uh, Meanwhile, Kramer's subplot is that he is golfing with this guy who is it that he... Famous think, baseball player? Yeah, former player. baseball player. And he thinks that he committed a murder. So, so he... Yeah. So Kramer's... Kramer, when they were golfing together, uh, he called this guy he's golfing with the ex-baseball player picked up his ball and cleaned the golf ball mm-hmm. which was like when he wasn't supposed to so it's like a penalty uh-huh. so he kramer calls him out because apparently kramer's like a really big rule stickler yeah this one instance <laughs> and the rest of his life is chaos but yeah. in this instance you have to follow those rules and the guy got really mad and like stormed off mm-hmm. went to the dry cleaner mm-hmm. to pick up his pants uh, and ended up killing the dry cleaner because there was like <laughs> he was a stain already mad on his and pants. Then there was a and so yeah. yeah, so Kramer thinks like, oh my god, did I? This is my fault. Right. Mm-hmm. I I caused him to be so mad about this penalty in the in the golf game that he killed the the dry cleaner. Right. And this is I think about this time when this is the, the uh, when this, O.J. Simpson yeah. stuff was happening. Right. So they'd pick up these things that were in popular culture and play mm-hmm. off it. Yeah, including the white bronco, which yeah. is like mm-hmm. it's that is such a 1994 95. And like, I remember visual. watching yeah, the white bronco too. on TV with my parents. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but it was well, so the part that. Um, confused me for half a second is I was like wait like for a second I was like wait was Seinfeld in California this whole time and I was like no (laughs) No, they're in New York they talk about New York things all the time and I was like but because you they they managed to to bake in the footage of the Bronco within the show that it and I know that that's in California so that's why I was like really confused for a second and I was like oh it's fake it's all fake right No, white Broncos didn't make their way east until 1998. So yeah. that's, yeah. Well, but like in the, if you want to be a stickler to like real shit in the, in the footage of the Bronco, it's obviously, there's like palm trees everywhere. Yep. And it's obviously not yeah. New York. They obviously just took just OJ so footage. Yeah. yeah. It's literally a, yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, this, this uh, stationary store man has been calling Jerry's apartment every day looking for Elaine. 
She ends up buying the the pencil somewhere else. Right. And she goes to the stationery store to tell this guy, and he's crestfallen because he's now gone through his own journey to try and get this pencil. For her. For her. Quote for her. He yeah. says he went to the docks, had a fight with the dock worker or something, and so- like... And so then she she basically acquiesces to go on a date with him to make up for all the trouble yeah. that he went through because she bought the pencil somewhere else. Yeah. So this poor woman is that's just like... The, yeah, that's how the episode ends. Yeah, it's yeah. like her her penance is that she must date this fucking creep. Yeah. That, the beginning of that episode where... Because it starts, it like cold opens with um, Elaine at the store mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. to this creep. Like... Julia Louis Dreyfus's like facial expression, like the way she's acting uncomfortable, is so relatable. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't know how much of like the any of the character. Well, besides Jerry, like I don't know if the rest of the characters were part of the writing of the show at any right. point, or like how much say they had on it because it's so Larry David heavy. Mm-hmm. But like some of those, like. The way she's acting and the way that those scenes are, I'm like, there's no way a woman was not part of the writing for so, that. Yeah, I think, like, as the show developed, mm-hmm. right, it was, you'll see, like, a shift in how much time is given to the other characters and yeah. how, many episode, how many episodes are, like, uh, based solely on those other characters. And I think they, part of the reason, like, that it ended up, I don't know, maybe being so successful or why I think it's so great is that there was that space to let those other comedic actors do their thing and, like, embrace that in the whole... Yeah, because I agree, like, there's so many... And if you look, like, at Elaine, like, through... what One of the things that's interesting is I feel like, like, the metamorphosis of Elaine over, like, the nine years Mm -hmm. just as, like, becoming... I don't know, like... I feel like Elaine in, like, later episodes probably wouldn't have gone out with that guy. No. She'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, she would not. She would not. No, I agree. And and I feel like even in the beginning of the show, I'm not sure that the writers knew what to do with Elaine, but they wanted that female character in there. But at the beginning, it feels they still... There's still a lot of tropes to it of having her being Mm -hmm. the only woman in the the room all the time. And the Mm ex-girlfriend. And then the... Luckily, later on, they start fading that. And, and if you catch on to the show third season, you don't even know that they dated. Right. Like, and it's, them dating is barely in the show itself. Like, it's just one episode. Or they, I'm not even sure There's if a it couple is in there or they just refer to it. They, like, where, like, okay, so, like, I think in the... There's a couple of references where it's like there's supposed to be this awkwardness or like early mm-hmm. on where Elaine's maybe going to move into the building. And so, oh, no, your ex-girlfriend's going to be in the building. But then eventually it just turns into, like that part of it the, this kind of like you said that trope of it it kind of mm-hmm. disappears and it just becomes something that's like way more uh, complex and and like yeah. more funny yeah yeah but it, it 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 works out because then they it's utilized in a way that Elaine knows all the facets of she Jerry, knows all and about so she Jerry. gets to like yeah. when she you know wants to kind of dig into that yeah. it's like perfect yeah. because she's the, the only one out of the friends that kind of sees all those facets that are like because the other ones are like i mean they'll t- definitely like make fun of him and kind of poke around poke phone around him but th- but they're more on like still i don't know yeah there's a whole Not... episode based on like her faking having orgasms when they right. sit together and then it like almost ruins their friendship yeah <laughs> like it's ridiculous like yeah, yeah like they, they play on it in ways later on but yeah she knows she she, she knows, knows what ticks him yeah mm-hmm. and and she uses it and she yeah, I, th- 
So I think it, I agree with you. I think like her, as much as the characters don't learn, the evolution of the character of Elaine is like the most drastic versus yeah. like Costanza and Kramer stay it's pretty Seinfeld's like the exactly same. Exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. he <laughs> doesn't change at all. Kramer doesn't really change. Yeah, I think maybe George is a little bit, but really Elaine's the only one. And I and I think it in a way that is like empowering mm-hmm. as being mm-hmm. the only female character. Yeah. What would you both give these two episodes out of five big salads? <laughs> How many big salads would you give these two episodes of Seinfeld? Well, I mean, I picked them, so I'd give them five out of five <laughs> yeah. big salads. <laughs> Duh. Um, I think, let's see, out of five big salads... I think I'm going to give him five. I can't think of any other episode that I would have been like, oh, I wish she had picked this one. Because mm-hmm. those are really like showing you what the show is about, which is nothing. Yeah. And what the characters are meant to do or be. Mm-hmm. And and it made me laugh out loud. So I can't really ask for more. Yeah. Um, I think there's some episodes where, or there's a fair amount of episodes where Elaine goes on dates with yeah. weird dudes. Mm-hmm. And some of those are kind of really funny. Uh, it made me want to rewatch some of those. Um, especially those where it's not a creepy dude, but like an actually like just well, her funny whole thing with putty. Like, yeah, like yeah. The, yeah, that, that all of that is pretty funny, but yeah. I think, yeah. How about you? How many big salads? I think I'm going to give it three and a half big salads out of five. Mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of, even though, like I watched the show growing up, I don't have a ton of nostalgia for mm-hmm. Seinfeld. And I think like the time in my life where I would have found Seinfeld really funny, I wasn't watching it. Oh. So like I watched it a lot as a kid and then like the, the years of like, I'd say like 18 to like 28 or so would probably be the time where I find the show the funniest. Mm. And now that like I'm watching, watching some episodes again in my thirties, it's like, I just like, I think like that style of humor was never my, never my usual style. You mean like, good? Just kidding. Yeah, really smart, <laughs> well-written stuff. I want witty. You're I like... want fart jokes, dude. <laughs> I want Larry the Cable Guy walking in, ripping a fart. Some some Family Guy. Yeah, and then laugh I want track. yeah yeah I want Larry the Cable Guy to walk in. I want Peter Griffin to come in right after him, mm-hmm. naked, naked, mm-hmm. and then they both fart mm-hmm. on each other. Yeah, that's your favorite kind and of comedy. Then, and then Peter Griffin says, "You think that's bad?" <laughs> Remember the time that I, and then you get a flashback to the time that like uh, Muhammad Ali punched him in the face or something. Mm, perfect. That's comedy to wow, me. Wow, That's wow, wow, wow. Mwah, the Mona <laughs> Lisa of comedy. Um, so I just, I think it's, it never existed to me in a time where I could like really treasure the show. And I think that's true of like a lot of things for people. Mm-hmm. So like, I understand that it, I just, missed it during the time where I probably would have been like, damn, this show is good mm-hmm. because I recognize that it's really well written. The, the mm-hmm. jokes are so Spot on. smart yeah, and yeah. fast and, you know, like just crackling mm-hmm. and, you know, like, but also like I do paint the show a little bit with what Michael Richards ended up doing right after Seinfeld yeah. and, you know, like watching him on screen. And these are neither of these are particularly Kramer heavy episodes. So yeah. I wasn't like, Oh, there he is again. The, mm-hmm. you know, like, but yeah, so I'd say three and a half is probably mm-hmm. what I'd give it because I did laugh yeah. on the in the episodes and do recognize where the show is good. It just was never my cup of tea. Yeah, I never watched it as a kid, or I think I when it came to the U.S. it would be on, but I never understood the jokes. It was too mm-hmm. adult and in English, and it was just yeah. like too much, and yeah. I never really got it. 
And then it actually like this might not be relevant, but like I thought for the longest until I actually watched the show and binged it in my early twenties, mm-hmm. early mid twenties. I thought everyone on the show was Jewish and mm-hmm. it was like part somehow like part of the plots were that all of them were Jewish, mm-hmm. but Jerry, like I got it like backwards somehow <laughs> that like everyone in the show and like for some reason in, in my kid had whatever with all the bias that that includes like thought a lot of the plots were related to the fact that all of them were Jewish besides for Jerry, which is hilarious. Right. Jerry is the only one that's actually Jewish. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but then I did binge I think almost all of it. I didn't quite get to the end um, it, in that age bracket that you're describing. Yeah. So I think it hit perfect for me. So, like, as a kid, were you like, oh, I'm not going to get it because it's Jewish humor? <laughs> like, I don't get it. No, I, I don't know. I think, like, I just could tell that I didn't understand why it was well, funny. And like, then, it was, it's very also, too, I think it was specific to, like, New York and things yeah, like that. Exactly, which which I I get. Didn't yeah, exactly. Which I did know. Yeah. Yeah. And. But yeah, I think because it was like New York and that maybe I just happened to watch an episode where they refer to Jerry being, or I don't know. Like There's a couple like, of episodes that are like, that do the jokes revolve around Judaism. Like, yeah. like, like, you know. A couple, the thing with the bread, like the bakery. Or that, the, or, well, there's that one. Know. There's one where he makes out with his girlfriend while watching um, Schindler's List and, uh, the, and then the parents find out. You know, it's a Jewish girl and he's Jewish and they get in trouble. So there's a couple episodes where they're like... That's like part of the thing. But Mm -hmm. maybe that's... I just happened to catch like one of those and then thought the whole show was about that or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And then when I finally binged it, I was like, oh, this this has very little to do... Or, you know, like that's not part of the plots. Like, Thank God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I thought I was going to turn to click it on. The first thing would be a reference to a freaking matzo ball. I know. What's and then even I watched the one of? with the Nazis and made me feel better. Oh, yeah. Thank, yeah <laughs> thankfully. They can bring up Nazis Finally, some new Nazis on screen. Yeah. Got to get that representation, God, right? Yeah. Finally, we can laugh about it, you guys. Uh, anyway. Are we ready to introduce <laughs> Fernando? Yes. Please, Fernando, Please, save me Fernando. from this bad yeah. joke. Can you hear the Third Reich, Fernando? <laughs> They're marching on the hill. No. No, no. not Fernando. <laughs> Fernando's perfect. Fernando's perfect. Yeah, he would never. No, he would never. He would never. He would never march on the hills. No, he would never make a Nazi joke. Oh, for sure. He's yeah. much better than we yes. are. Liza, what's up with the, what's up with the surprise prize? Welcome to this week's surprise prize. Nicole, if you don't know, this is the part where... Either Brian or sorry, Andrew. <laughs> <sighs> this may have happened before. Um, <laughs> off, this off, is why off the air and on insert air. generic male name. This is why the show's ending. <laughs> I don't know who like don't know the difference between my co-host and my partner. Who are you? Um, this is the part where I or Andrew is your name. Bring up. I made it. <sighs> That's close. Whew. Um. Come up with something that the other one doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. This week, both of you don't know what I'm about to say. Uh-oh. Which happens also all did, the time. Yeah, also didn't know you were going to go on a Nazi run just like five minutes ago, so. You you approved that joke ahead of time. Ahead <laughs> of time, yeah. brief You're like, meeting. just, yeah, just heads up. <laughs> I'm planning on. We're talking about Seinfeld, so I have to make yeah, a talking, new I'm Nazi joke. On, I'm talking about a really funny Nazi thing. Yeah. So, 
Uh, it's a little game oh. that will be short and sweet. Oh. Where uh, I'm going to say quotes from the show. Mm-hmm. And both of you are going to try to guess which character said it. Okay. I don't have a quote from Elaine because IMDb was not helpful with me. So I apologize. It didn't mean to... It's IMDb's fault. Right. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't have just like watched the show and picked a quote from Elaine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I could not. That's not possible. What are you talking about? Um, I only have a few, so it shouldn't take too long. But uh, you're going to say your name as a buzzer okay. to see who's the quickest. Say my own name? Yeah. yeah. Buzzing so with your as, name. As like buzzing. So if you're ready to answer, you'll say Nicolette, and then I'll pick you, okay. and you can answer. Okay. <laughs> Ready, mm-hmm. set, go. Quote number one. Looking at cleavage is like looking at the sun. You don't stare at it. It's too Nicolette. risky. <laughs> Nicolette. Seinfeld. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Sorry, Andrew. I was gonna, that's okay. I was honestly going to guess George, so I would have been wrong. <laughs> uh, the full quote is, it's too risky. You got a sense. You, you got a sense of it, and then you look, look away. away. This is going to go very badly for me. <laughs> Quote number two. Sorry, did I mention that I rewatched this two times in quarantine? <laughs> mm-hmm. Did I already knew that? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Quote number two. It became very clear to me sitting out there today that every decision I've made in my entire life has been Nicolette. wrong. Nicolette. George. <laughs> nice. That's well, when he does opposite George. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> The true, like, nerddom of my Seinfeld. So everything he would say, yes, he would say no or something? He says that quote, and then he chooses to do absolutely the opposite of what his instinct tells him to do, Uh, and then his life turns wonderful. Wow. (laughs) Right. It says, my life is the complete opposite of everything I want to be. Every instinct I have in every aspect of of life, be it something to wear, something to eat, it's all been wrong. (laughs) And then he orders, he, like, orders his opposite lunch order at the... The place they're at, mm-hmm. and then this woman go looks at him, and and Lane's like, "That woman's looking at you." And he go, he she goes, "Go talk to her." And he's like, "I wouldn't, so I will now." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, it's just that that's the exact same thing as my order." Oh my yeah, god! It's really bad. Sorry. Anyways, finish your. <laughs> that's a good. I might rewatch that today. It's just it's kind of a ridiculous episode. Okay, next one. Um, is. I have a bad feeling that whenever a lesbian looks at me, she thinks that's why I'm an, I'm not a heterosexual. Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Andrew. George. Yes. Good job. <laughs> ding, ding. Okay. Last one is pretty easy. Jerry, just remember, it's Andrew. not a lie if you believe it. Andrew. Andrew. Kramer. No. <laughs> Nicolette, care to try? Uh, I mean... I'm guessing George. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It is George, but it could have been any of them. That's all I have. I uh, The only thing I know about Kramer truly is that he usually, oh, you know, he walks in the room and usually says, Jerry. And like, that's true. Yeah. I almost put in the, <laughs> hello, Newman. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty obvious. <laughs> Who could say that? Yeah. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> Do you Jerry. have a favorite quote from Elaine that you can remember by heart? No, not I by couldn't heart. find one. I was like scrolling forever and none of them are from Elaine. It's a bummer. Not by heart, I don't think. Oh, I mean, 
She shoves no. people. It's like a quiet. Yeah, that's a quiet. Her, that's her signature move. <laughs> yeah. She just shoves people. Get out of here. Shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, well, Nicolette, thank you for sharing your love of Seinfeld yeah. with us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having revisit. me. Um, do you have anything you would like to impart to the listeners before we head out? Um, just that all you young ladies growing up in the world who have been told you need to be nice all the time and have people like you, just be a little bit more like Elaine. Yeah, start shoving people. <laughs> Give, Emotionally and give physically. a few less fucks. Yes. Yeah. That's what Elaine taught me. <laughs> a true icon. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, babies. Bye.